Al. Yes. It's Christmas. It is Christmas. <laughs> uh, before we uh, before we started this podcast, we looked up some very choice imagery uh, related to the topic that we're going to discuss today. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm honestly like completely. My brain is not just blown; it's obliterated. I I. It's very rare that I'm speechless. And you are. That I have no words. <laughs> um, I have no words. I phenomenal. That's the word I can give you. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> Holy crap! It's ridiculous. Nineties. Uh, the nineties. <laughs> They were a Oof. thing. Oof. Uh, welcome to this week's episode of the Season Language Check of OVA. It's our annual Christmas episode mm-hmm. where we uh, we discuss something Christmas related. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually when we when we do this podcast, because this is episode 106, uh, you know, we have conversations about anime, video games, manga. But today is more Christmas oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, I'm Jared joined as always by doc Al and ladium hi and uh we got some christmas to talk to you about today yeah we we certainly do <laughs> um, uh, last year we greeted you with some 90s anime for christmas with uh sailor moon yes as we watched the bad dub of that oh god it was a really bad dub i mean thankfully they released that movie uh this year Redubbed. Redubbed, and it's it, it is good, so you do not have to suffer through that bad dub. That is correct. But um, uh, you know, we are we're creatures of habit. You know, humans are, mm-hmm. and we thought, what better way to celebrate the holidays than by going back to the '90s and back to '90s anime, back to '90s anime dubs. <laughs> this the one new holiday is tradition. Thankfully, not as terrible. No, no, it's. Actually, really good. We were discussing this uh, after we watched it, and, and you know, it's probably one of the better '90s dubs that you can find, or '90s slash early 2000s dubs that you can find out there. Oh yeah, easily. Um, and also, this ties into the fact that at some point, I always wanted to watch something Gundam related with you, and I say, now we should... I have the excuse to do that. <laughs> We should preface this with the fact that I have never watched anything Gundam before. No, ever. No. Um, I I don't know much about Gundam. Do you, you want to get into a large discussion about the different uh, universes within the Gundam franchise? I cannot think of anything <laughs> that I would rather, like, I'd want to do less, uh, honestly. Like, giant robots are really cool in theory, but, like... I don't know that I want to watch anime that's just like all giant robots all the time. I mean, you're just missing out. I mean, clearly because of this 90s gloriness <laughs> showing me the the error of my ways. Yes, exactly. Um. Also, we watched this and I had no idea what the f*** was happening like 98% of the time. Because this is the final part of a story. <laughs> and I've never watched any No. It's <laughs> made it better. <laughs> Um, so I'm sure you had a a grand old time listening to me be very confused and offer commentary of stuff from Gundam of somebody who's never 
yeah, knowing anything fine. about Gundam. I mean, by the end of it, you seemed to kind of like know what was going on, so. Ish. I mean, like you were just showing me these <laughs> glorious pieces of art, and I forgot like ninety percent of their names. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you didn't pay attention to the title or anything, we watched Gundam Wing Endless Waltz, the Gundam Wing movie, which takes place at the end of the Gundam Wing story and basically ties everything up. Also, it's Christmas. With regards to that, yes, it starts at it starts at the end of Gundam Wing, which is which was at Christmas, and then this takes place also at Christmas a year later. So a year later, double the Christmas, double the fun. Nice. Which means it qualifies for this episode, obviously. <laughs> and uh, so yeah. I just threw the, I, I honestly, I threw this out here as something to watch and I was like, she's not, she's not going to pick that. She's going to be like, no, that'd be dumb. And I was like, Hey, we could watch this. It's the end of the series, but like, it would be funny. And you're like, okay, sure. I was like, oh, what the f- <laughs> uh, I like to be unpredictable. It's true. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Gundam wing. Yeah, I Tell me tell me all about Gundam Wing. <laughs> um there is a boy with awful awful high pants and a tank top. Um he's like simultaneously scrawny and buff at the same time and it's terrifying like it makes no sense <laughs> to me at all. Um also he's brooding and his name is Hero. Yes, H E E R O. Hero. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Biffles with um, with Impy Barbicane, <laughs> uh, who is named like Duo or Geo or something. Yo. Duo. Duo. Okay. Um, and he has a sweet braid, and he's kind of like your your. Arms up behind your head, anime dude. Except for like he's obsessed with death, which is kind of cool. He is the god of death. He is the god of death. Um, he has the sweetest one. He has like a freaking scythe. Like, yeah. I'm glad you, <laughs> you, and like ten year old me can agree on like what is the best Gundam and Gundam Wing. It's easily the one with the scythe. Yeah, it's Come the on. death scythe. Um, oh, excuse me. Hang on. The name of the of the mobile suit that he pilots in in this, which I'm going to leave unbleeped, uh, it is called the Gundam Death Scythe Hell. Yes. Yes. Um, also, there is um, another guy with ridiculously stupid hair. <laughs> um, like probably the stupidest hair I've seen in an anime, and I've seen a lot of dumb <laughs> hair. Uh, he is. In the circus, mm-hmm. and his introduction's funny because like, man, there's not a whole lot of people at the circus today. And then like, people show up, and he's like, "All right, cool, I gotta go fight them." <laughs> um, and he just like drops his mask on the ground and walks off. Like, All right, cool, I guess. Did you notice when uh later, like at the later part of the the film, when they all show up with their Gundams, his Gundam has that mask on? I did not notice that. That's totally a thing that happens. Oh my god! Why didn't you point that out to me? I, I, <laughs> I um, was too bewildered. I don't remember what this dude's name is, but His he has Troa. Dumb, 
Troa, yes. He has dumb hair. And he's like, I'm going to go infiltrate some kind of like, um, like Hitler youth type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he does that and he wears dumb shorts and it gets caught. I mean, everyone in this series kind of wears dumb shorts. I mean, yeah. Um, there's also a guy with a bad hairline that we don't really see a whole lot of until like closer to the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, he's grumpy. Yeah. That's really all I know about him. That's uh, that's Wu Fei. Wu Fei. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's Blondie, who there's Blondie. Um, hangs out with a bunch of people that are of Middle Eastern descent, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has goggles. Mm-hmm. He makes really dumb decisions, <laughs> uh, like ridiculously dumb. And um, he he helped launch the Gundams to the the sun. Yep. For some reason. Um, so they're like, hey, we're at peacetime, time to launch the Gundam to the sun. And so they all put their Gundam in little coffins and launch them to the sun. Uh, and then lo and behold, a year later, like, oh, hey, we need those. And Blondie's like, frick. Well, I guess I'm going to Venus to go collect our Gundam. And like launches himself onto the, the like asteroid that holds them mm-hmm. and almost dies like an idiot. <laughs> Um, but he gets them back, so that's mm-hmm. good. Um, there's also like two adult ladies, yeah, that do some stuff behind the scenes that seem to be like protectors of some sort. Excuse me, they're 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 the they are the preventers. Preventers, okay. Please get it right. <laughs> I could never get it right. <laughs> um. While all this is happening, uh, there is a lady who is fancy, and she's at some kind of event, and she's given tea, and it knocks her out, and then she, like, wakes up in a bed, and there's this scary child who's like, oh, by the way, I'm taking over this, and um, not a whole lot you can do about it. And she's, like, baby Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she's creepy the whole time. And so the whole gist of this movie is like we have to go against this weird Hitler child and also get the band back together. And that involves like some angst and some fighting each other and like sinking yourself to the bottom of the ocean because f- why not? Um, and a lot more fighting each other some point they like hijack somebody else's Gundam um oh and there's like I forgot exactly what I referred to him as but it's like if Sephiroth and Alucard had a baby yes <laughs> yeah yeah there's that guy in there and he's he's fancy and he has this other Gundam that he like attacks some dude with and he's he's like potentially boinking one of the the adult ladies I I was unclear on that but it seemed likely 
How am I doing? Perfect. Is this a good summary of what happened in this movie? I mean, I might have to fill in some gaps here and there. Also, everybody wanted to self-destruct themselves every single time something like remotely wrong happened. They're like, oh man, I got an ingrown toenail. Time to self-destruct my Gundam. <laughs> Like, it was freaking constantly. Like, they always wanted to, to self-destruct the Gundams, and it doesn't make any sense to me. But also, I, I don't know why it was specifically that both of them take place on Christmas, because nothing was really Christmassy related other than, like, it was snowing. There was decorations. Were there? Yeah. Um. There's, like, some French Revolution with some like random people deciding they're going to fight against the the baby Hitler um cause they're like hey we used to be Gundam pilots too and she's like alright we'll freaking act like it then you jerks um yeah <laughs> that's that's oh. mainly oh 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 hold on hold on there's like the scene Depending on which credits we're talking about, there's this one scene where Hero is wearing his 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 dumb pants and tank top, and he doesn't wear his jacket that he has because, of course, he's too cool for that. Kind of wrapped up around his waist, like yeah, cool. And like one version of it, he's just got like this weird hobo bag on his back. That I'm like, where is he going? What is he doing? What 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 resolution is this? And then the other one, he's just walking in space, which yeah. also gives me no resolution to his character. Um, but the endings for each character are vastly different depending on which credits you watch. So we watch both. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about this film. I watched Gundam. You did. Uh, so this was obviously like we said a the the sequel to Gundam Wing the end story to it uh originally it came out as three OVA episodes yes that, what uh, year came, was this released uh this came out the the OVAs came out in 97 okay following Gundam Wing's run from 95 to 96 so okay. a year later um it was then re-released as a film a part of like this big Gundam film thing they were doing they released mm -hmm. uh this film and then the Mobile Suit Gundam 08 MS team film as well alongside it. So they premiered those at the same time as like this huge event. And that came out in 1998. So a year okay. later. With some like bonus scenes and all that and all that jazz. But it would not it wouldn't come over here until about like 2000. Did they still think that those outfits looked good in 1998? Yes. Okay, let me well, clarify. It'd be did anybody think that those outfits looked good in 1997 or six or five or whenever? Like, I mean, those, clearly, clearly, those outfits are not good. And that one dude, <laughs> Troa, 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 he has really dumb hair. Like, <laughs> you're not dumbest. wrong. You're not wrong, but <laughs> God, <sighs> it's funny. It's it's a thing. It is. Uh, so yeah, the, you know these came out in the late nineties. Uh, came out over here in the states a few years later, basically when uh, when Toonami got real big, because mm -hmm. you know one of the key factors of Toonami getting real big was you know they had Dragon Ball 
they had Sailor Moon, and they had Gundam Wing. Those are basically the three pillars of Toonami that got anime really big here. And it was basically also the first time Gundam got real big in America, because uh, I believe they tried to bring over, like, uh, OG Mobile Suit Gundam, the, the late 70s series. Right. And it didn't pa- it didn't pan out. Like, I think it came out over in, like, the early to mid-90s, and it just noth- it never clicked. Mm-hmm. But now it did, and this was basically the first time that Gundam got real big here in the States, and they were able to kind of uh, parlay that into showing off, you know, the OG Gundam series and a bunch of the other Gundam series. Uh, in Japan, it kind of didn't really do as well. It was just, like, it did fine, but it wasn't as, like, groundbreaking or as big as it was here. Which I think for oh. the mo- most part, it was just like, because this, this is a separate uh, universe from everything else in Gundam. Because mm-hmm. everything else in Gundam, for the most part, follows the Universal Century series. Like, that's their timeline. And then this is the After Colony timeline. So these are two completely separate things. And and like I was t- talking to you about, like, you can kind of tell from the way that this is set up that, like, you know, there's five pilots, five di- like mobile suits they have. Uh, it's set up like a Super Sentai series, and you can kind of tell that, like, oh, this is this is par- partially made just to sell merchandise. Okay, yeah, you you talked about this because of the di- the different designs. Because mm-hmm. like because even in the series, like each mobile suit gets like a a design change and like or an upgrade essentially. So like here's another way to to make some money. Uh, also, of course, like when it came over to the States, it was edited, which is funny because, you know, even like the unedited version of the show isn't that bad. It just like has some language and blood in it. But, you know, Toonami with the way it was like everything was like, you know, TVY7 and that was kind of like the barrier. So like they had to kind of edit it down to to meet those standards. But like when Toonami made um, like expanded out and had another time slot. Uh, at midnight, which would eventually become Adult Swim and everything, mm-hmm. one of the first things that they, they advertised for that time slot was like, hey, you want to watch Gundam Wing unedited? <laughs> Do you want to hear the word Do you want to hear <laughs> see some blood? Which really, like, in all accounts, it basically added up to, like, that show getting rated TVPG. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're, like, a 9 or 10 year old like I was, I was like, yeah, I want to see all this blood and cursing. <laughs> Oh my god! But like, yeah, that was one of the big like selling points of that of that time slot was like, yo, we have the unedited version of Gundam Wing. You can watch it now on TV for the first time ever. <laughs> you can see the headshot with all the blood intact. You you. Well, I don't know if they showed this in unedited. Oh. They would have edited this when they showed it when they first showed it because it would have been shown in the the after school block of Toonami. Oh. Well, we don't get to see that then. Never That's mind. True. Uh, but yeah, then, you know, the success of Gundam Wing, they brought over this and dubbed it and put it on TV in like 2000, I think. Um, and it was a pretty, it was a pretty big deal. Like this whole series was just big. And. All right. How much of it do you, do you attribute to the marketing? Like, what do you mean? Because that marketing's hilarious. Oh, you never saw any of that here. Oh, okay. That's true. None of that stuff was carried over. Like, you would find it on the internet, mm-hmm. but, like, they were never, like, when Toonami was advertising it, they never used any of that. Yeah, but it would have taken, like, three hours to download one of those pictures then. That's true. Like, they, they basically advertised this, like, to, you know, their key demographic of 8 to 15-year-old young boys. 
So, like, they're not going to use boy band shots of the five Gundam pilots to advertise this show. Tragic. Which we were just talking about this before we started recording. Like, this is, this show is, like, heavily popular in that Fujoshi demographic because of the way they marketed it in Japan of, like, we have these five young boy pilots. Like, let's make them look like a boy band at times. And (laughs) that exploded. Like, you saw, like, all sorts of... uh, various types of doujinshi made with these Gundam pilots and it's basically what you would expect. I mean, I don't know that I could ever have prepared myself for the pictures you sent me, honestly. <laughs> like, even telling me, like, oh, they did some boy band-ish marketing, like, seeing those, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that's a whole different level of hilariousness. And, like, I might have been into it then. If I'd known about it, I probably would have been a little bit into it. <laughs> but I, I can't, I can't guarantee that. Like I, uh, I have, um, I have the, um, the laserdisc version of the first OVA of this movie, and included in that thing is one of those types of arts. Really? Yeah, you have like one of those one of those uh, group photos is literally included in that uh, in that packaging. Oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah. Which one is it? Is it one you sent me? I don't. I'd have to get it out and look. Oh, don't worry about it. You can you can tell me at a yeah. later date. I've definitely sent it to you before. I, I guarantee, because otherwise I wouldn't have mm-hmm. known about those. I just don't I remember a- what it is. I asked you about the boy band art, so. Yeah. Um, I knew about it at some point, and it had to have been because you told me about it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. Because how would I have known? Right. Um. This is, man. I don't even know what to say. I still don't really know what I watched. You watched some Gundam. Some Gundam. I, I, Gundam. Some some like boys being angsty yeah. as heck, and some like baby Nazi stuff. Uh, like. like I uh, I wrote about Gundam Wing before uh, as part of the Does It Hold Up series that I did on the website a few years back. Yeah. And, like, I still enjoy the series. Like, you know, it's, this this is one of the series that got me into anime, of course. Um, I think watching it now, there's some problems with it. Like, it's not the most perfect thing. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like, for me, it's still a lot of fun just to, like, go through and watch it. But, like, in terms of, like, just the whole, like, spectrum of Gundam, like, it's not the best. Like, you can find much better series that kind of do this type of typical uh, Gundam anti-war message better than it, than it's what's here. Mm-hmm. But I, I, like I said, I still think this is this is fun to go through and watch because it is kind of a different thing than other Gundam series. But uh, let's let's talk about this story, which you uh, you know you graciously <laughs> gave us a gave us a taste of <laughs> bits and pieces. Um, so essentially the, the film opens up and it's the end of Gundam Wing. It is the, it's Christmas Eve after Colony 195. Uh, the end of the big battle between, uh, the earth and space is happening. All that happens. And then afterwards, Hey, pieces come to the galaxy. Everything's all hunky dory. Let's launch our Gundams to the sun. So Catra has this idea of like, Hey, we should launch our Gundams into the sun. We're not going to need these anymore. Why would we need these in peacetime? So they have four Gundams there, and they're like, well, Wufei decided not to send his. That's weird. I guess he's going to do something else with it. Well, whatever. Let's send him into the sun. So they do that. Why would you not keep your, like, cool robot friend? 
Honestly. I mean, well, like, you got to think that, like, these are kids who have been basically tools for war for the past year. Okay, so it's more of a reminder of being a tool of war rather than a robot friend. Right, and the fact that, like, you know, if people know that they still have these Gundams, they might be tried, they might try to, like, manipulate them into using them to start more wars and all that sort of stuff. Like, they don't want these things to be, like, more, like, activators for more war. They want them to be deterrent, and if we make them just disappear, then there's no opportunity for people to come and try and make more wars. Uh, But that kind of doesn't necessarily work out the way that they want yeah um also they're terrible at naming colonies and really need to think about like better better branding for the most part like most of the colonies kind of have better names i feel like this one is kind of like the idea behind it is that it's pretty new so like they haven't had a time to like give it a good name it still just has like its model number or whatever so we fast forward a year to christmas eve of after colony 196 and Basically, everything's all peaceful, or so they think, and everything's going great. Uh, Relina is off on this uh, mission to go to the new colony. She is, is she the fancy lady? She's the fancy lady. She's this new, okay. like, she's basically like a uh, an advocate for Earth to go to the colonies and, like, discuss political relations, all that sorts of stuff. She's also the former queen of Earth at one point. <laughs> also, apparently, like has the hots for hero oh yeah they they uh they have the they have a thing i didn't realize that at yeah. all and the entire series until you mentioned it and i was like um what <laughs> what so, so she uh <laughs> so she goes to this new colony titled uh which is uh l3x 18999 <laughs> and she's having this discussion with like these uh diplomats there and like yada 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 and then they just drug her and knock her out like you said uh she wakes up and there's this young lady she's like oh have you been kidnapped too it's like no i ordered you to get kidnapped i'm in charge here and she introduces herself as marty maya which is still a weird name i don't know if that's correctly how you pronounce that because like it just looks like marie maya yeah marie maya but like maybe in japanese is how they pronounce it but she she introduces herself as marty maya kushinata and she introduces herself as the daughter of Trey's Kushinada, who was a big, uh, a big character in the original series of Gundam Wing. He was this like milita- militaristic leader, uh, high in like a bunch of the different militaries in the series, and was well known for being like this charismatic person, a guy who really like loved humanity, and wanted to like push that as something like as one of like his pillars of whatever. So, like, there was a lot of people who were very, like, loyal to him and everything, and he dies at the end of Gundam Wing, because he gets into, like, another duel with Wufei, and Wufei kills him. Because they had a big, like, rivalry throughout the entire series. So she introduces herself as his daughter, and they're like, what? (laughs) Excuse me? And then uh, she, along with the colony, declare their... They are leaving the Earth Sphere Unified Nations and declaring war on Earth and are going to take it over and conquer it. Because that's what happens in space. Yep. So everyone gets word of this and they're like, great. 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 And, uh, Katra and the others are like, well, we got to go get the guns back because this is going to go real bad. (laughs) 
So uh, Hiro and Duo fly out to go to the colony to see, like, what's what, see if they can get Relina. Um, Catra is off flying off to get the Gundams. Uh, Tro, like you mentioned, had his was at the circus and then beat up some dudes and was like, oh, well, I guess it's these people. It's the people I stole my name from. <laughs> he infiltrates Marty Maya's, like, military and gets caught immediately. Like, immediately. It's immediately. really embarrassing. Uh, one of like the main dudes in her military is a, guy, is a guy by the name of Dacum, and he's like, "Draw, get up here! I know who you are." He's like, oh, "Okay, cool. Let me do a cool flip up here and pull my gun on you." And then Wu Fei shows up and pulls the sword on him. Is like, maybe don't. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, dissension in the ranks. Um, is that the flower man? The flower man. The man with the big flower on his head. Yes. Or feather or whatever the feather it was. Man. Feather man. So we know there's dissension between the Gundam pilots here, for whatever reason. Uh, at one point, we see a uh, we see a scene where uh, Lady Un, she was like the long hair lady you see at the end, who kind of protects uh, the little girl and Relina, because you know, they never name her for some reason. Oh, that lady! Yeah, I forgot about that lady. She was also like she was like she she was kind of a thing with trays, like there's there's basically implications they were boinking. Wait, with who? The the uh, Marty Maya's supposed father. Oh, they were mm-hmm. they were going to the bone zone. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and she gets like a someone comes into her office and he's like, "Hello, I'd like a code name." And she's like, "Oh, you." He's like, "Yes, I would like to be the Wind Man." <laughs> that was funny. Uh, so that's interesting. Basically, that's his ex, aka Miliardo, because he has two names. Cause how cool he is. Wait, what? Hey, he has two names. Did you say that's his ex? Zex. Zex. Okay, I was like, that's, they yeah. dated too? No, 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 no. Okay, Zex. He uses, he uses the Zex name as like a way to cover up that his, he's actually a milliard of Peacecraft. So people don't know that. But then like, and he also wears like a giant mask to fit the Gundam archetype of blonde hair guy who wears giant, like a, wears a mask. But then like, once he doesn't wear the mask, he, he goes by Milliardo. To like his his government name, his government. Yeah, name. he's he was a sometimes ally, sometimes enemy in the original series, and now he's kind of like an ally again. Uh, so he shows up. Uh, basically, everything kind of just goes to the handbasket along the way. Hero and Duo make it onto the colony. They meet up with Troa. Uh, they also realize Wu Fei is working with the enemy, and Hero's like, "Dude, what? What are you doing? Stop! You're being dumb." No. Uh, so they, and then Troa helps them. They have to do some hacking, hacker voice them in, type Amen. with one hand, do all other sort of stuff. And then, oh, there's the part where like they fake they being fake not, fight. yeah, yeah, they fake, and then he like lays on the ground and he just, zoom! Zoom. he's out. It's funny. I like that one. So all that happens, uh, Katra goes to Venus and gets the Gundams and almost said, dies. <laughs> he almost dies. That's some great you... 3D CG animation there. Oh my god, do you really want to call it great? <laughs> it's really good. Uh... So he successfully gets the guns back and sends Hero's uh, Wing Zero off to a certain point because he was like, yeah, I'm going to go pick it up. Just send it here. I'll be there. And that happens. Uh, Zex intercepts like this uh, resource satellite that has Dacum on it. He's like, hey, I'm going to you guys up and Dacum's like hey I know you 
too bad you're not gonna do that i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna do what happened in the the original series and just welcome you with open arms you want to be just like some soldier under me you can and all that happens and then all of marty maya's soldiers descend to earth during that time uh Tro and duo get out of the 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 colony and they uh they go find try to find their Gundams. Hero finds Wing Zero, and just jumps from one ship to the ship carrying his Gundam, which you're like, that's very dumb. Why would he do that? <laughs> it's very unsafe. <laughs> and uh, he goes, he heads to Earth, but it gets intercepted by Wu Fei. Well, there and- are two instances in this this anime where they like fling themselves onto a thing in space, and that is a terrible idea and so unsafe. And like, have a safety line or something, man. They're just they're wild childs. Uh, apparently, Jesus, they have no sense of self worth or preservation, is what I meant to say. Not really. Well, uh, so Hero and Wufei fight, and Hero's like, "Dude, why are you with the enemy?" And Wufei's like. Uh, because she's giving a place for soldiers. Obviously, we've just been discarded in this peacetime. I don't know what the f*** to do. What am I supposed to do with all this free time now? I'm just gonna fight some more. And Hero's like, you're just, you're being dumb. I don't want to kill any more people. I'm gonna just fall into the ocean later. Yeah, that ocean thing was... Extra? Extra. (laughs) So extra. He's like, man... All right, you're talking to me. I'm just gonna sink myself and pout and take a nap. Wufei's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. My viewpoint has changed." <laughs> so everyone uh, basically descends onto Earth, and they're fighting against Marty Maya's uh, soldiers. So it's uh, Zex, Noin, Duo, Troa, and Katra are all fighting, and basically. Fighting in a way to basically dismantle all their mobile suits without, like, killing anyone. Mm-hmm. This is where I got to see the fact that he had a scythe and it was really cool. Yeah. The uh, the upgraded version of his suit in Gundam Wing, like, it comes with, like, a... It, it makes it into, like, a dual-bladed scythe. Whoa! It's pretty cool. That's awesome! <laughs> uh, so while that's happening, uh, Marty Maya and has Relina and Deckham and they go into this, like, building that just goes into the ground. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's like the White House, but it just sinks, like, yeah, seven like, levels. They're like, we're protected. We're fine. <sighs> uh, everyone else is getting worried because, like, there there's so many mobile suits, and they're, like, running out of ammunition and all that sort of stuff. And they're just like, oh, this sucks. And then Hero's like, okay, I'm going to wake up and get out of the ocean now. Which, like, that, that one kid, Troa, like, his, his is dumb. <laughs> Because everybody else is like, yeah, I can keep fighting. And then he has just Gatling guns. And I was telling you, I'm like, you know, it'd be smart if he had one Gatling gun and one knife. And then you're like, wow, you just pegged how his Gundam was in some something. Yeah. So like in, the, in this, like the, the heavy arms Gundam has both arms has uh, Gatling guns and Gundam wing. Only the left arm has a Gatling gun. And then like the upgraded version gets two. The other arm has like a shield and like a switchblade knife coming out of the arm. Which is smart. Yeah. <laughs> Knives don't run out of ammo. No. Um, so like that, that's they're like one also of the... all just like, hey, we're gonna self-destruct any moment now. Yeah, they they that that's basically a thing that kind of just happens in Gundam it, Wing. It's so irritating. Like literally in like the tenth episode, Hero commit tries to commit suicide oh by blowing God. up his Gundam. 
Why? Because he didn't want people to get it. Okay. Well, anyway, he's back and he has wings. He he does like the 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 Wing Zero redesigned this has wings. Uh, so he shows up above like the where the building's been barricaded underground. <laughs> this part made me laugh. This part's really good. <laughs> They're like, oh hey, there's another mobile suit up in the air. It's Wing Zero. I'm like, oh. They're like, hey, we have communication with the Gundam pilot, and he and Hero just comes up and he's like, so you're telling me you have your shields active and you are barricaded to the ground and Dagum's like yeah Mario May is like yeah why don't you try something you can't hit us and then you know just goes back like roger that <laughs> beep <laughs> and then just starts shooting at like the shields with the with his dual beam rifle it was awesome his like Real good. His, his Gundam starts like exploding for no reason he's using um, it to the limit push it to the limit exactly. um but yeah he he's just like, all right, cool, thanks for that info. <laughs> just blows shut, shite up. Just blows a hole through that that shield and just destroys it all. So that he can get to the lady. Mm-hmm. So all that stuff gets kind of messed up, and then... Relina's like, hey, Marley Maya, now you know what actual fear is. And she's like, oh, God! And then she gets slapped. Yeah. But then, then she gets like, shot. Dacum's like, aha, I still got a gun. I can do this. I'm going to kill Relina. And he fires his gun and Mari Maya jumps in front of it and gets shot. They're like, oh, shit. And then Dacum just goes like power hungry. He's like, I'll just make another version of her. I don't care. I didn't need her. And then like one of the other soldiers just pulls out his gun. He's like, bam, headshots him. He headshots him. And he's like shaking and scared. And he's like, I had to do it. And like, well, like I don't, I don't know you're if you, the real MVP. I don't know if you caught it, but like he literally says like, I'm sorry for betraying his excellency and salutes. And they're referring to Trey's. Like those are all sol- like soldiers who were under trays at one point, and oh. they're like, "Oh man, we fucked up." And that's why he like he just straight up murders Dacum. I mean, like I said, he was the real MVP. Yeah, he was like, "You know what? This isn't good. I don't like this." Boink. And then Hero shows up. And is like, "I'm gonna kill her." <laughs> and like shoots his gun, but like there's nothing in it. Just clicks. He's like, "Up, oh, I did it. I killed her." And then just <laughs> dramatically falls in the most dramatic way. <laughs> Right into the bosom of the queen. Yep. Uh, which you know, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna pass out, I guess on on the breast of somebody that you're kind of like in a thing with is is not the worst place to pass out. It's true. Yeah, especially when you're like 16. It's true. Yeah. I'm sure that would be awkward when you wake up though. Like, you wake up casually and you're like, oh, these these sure imagine, are some boobs. Just imagine being queen at like 16. Uh, hard pass. Yeah. Um, I, I learned, if I learned nothing else from Star Wars, it's that it's not a good idea. It, yeah, you're right. It's not. Yeah. Like, Amidala definitely had a hard time of it. Uh, and then that basically ends the, ends the film. We get a little bit of recap, like, like, it's another year. We go into the next year after Colony 197, and peace is finally here. Gundams are never heard from again. Everything's hunky-dory. And everyone's like, hey, we're going to blow up our suits <laughs> and do that again. And then you get kind of like a recap, like, oh, here's what everyone else is going to go do. Depending on the 
the credit sequence you get for the OVA and the, the film, they're they're both different, which is strange. Yeah, like in in the film, we have like Duo goes and buys some like tech stuff. Yeah, because like he he's basically kind of like a tinkerer, essentially. No. Like he does like all that sorts of stuff in the. You mean the... like Impy Barbicane? Yeah, kind of in yeah. the the main series, and he basically, I guess, kind of goes back to like his original home colony and does a lot of that sort of stuff he's he, i forget the the lady he's with yeah because he's with the lady in both of them i gotta i'm trying to find her name is, I, is that is that his love interest pretty much i didn't want to like say that and you're like no it's his sister like that would have been really awkward oh, what is her name can you just like google duo gundam girlfriend Good, but um, I don't even want you to know how this this ended up being typed because I messed up typing that really, really bad. Oh boy! Uh, it says Duo Ginfam Gorlfriend. <laughs> Gorlfriend. Hilday. 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 She was a she was a like a like a kind of like a grunt. Uh, soldier in the oz space army which oz was one of the the main antagonists in the original series and uh she runs into duo and they basically kind of like he kind of gets her out of there and has her help him with like on the colony he's from and that's kind of how they like kind of get to know each other and all that sorts of stuff and then yeah she appears in in his ending scene mm-hmm. with him um Tro goes back to the circus because that's just what he does. He does. He becomes a clown. That's that's his. That's basically all he does. Uh, Ketra goes back to the the Middle Eastern, Eastern people he knows, and then they start doing some construction, depending on the the ending. Wufei kind of um, he meets up with uh, Sally Sally hey, Poe. Either goes to the war in Afghanistan yeah. or uh, is in space. Like in he, space. he basically becomes one of the preventers and uh, helps out there. Uh, which is like the backstory between them two is that like uh, he was blowing up a base and like she was like trying to stop him from doing that and they kind of like had this weird uh, like respect essentially mm-hmm. between the two of them. So like they would kind of help each other out throughout the, the, the main series. And then uh, Hiro depending. Wait, 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 there's something I was going to say. Okay. What was I going to say? I don't know. What were you going to say? Frick. I had something I was going to say. <laughs> Dead gummit. I'm sorry. I don't I had something to do with the the that boy. Which boy? <laughs> the one we were just talking about. Uh Wufei? He was in space. He was in Afghanistan. Yes, those are both true. There was something I was going to say anyway. Forget it. Oh, the the driving. The driving. Oh, the driving was terrible. I don't but know if that was it. I don't know what I was gonna say. I give up. Uh oh, and Zex and Noin go out into space as the preventers, and they're and he's like, "Are you sure you want to be here with me?" And she's like, "Uh, yeah, duh. Shut up." <laughs> and then Hero either is just like walking through Shibuya Square or watching a speech of Relina's, and then walking yeah. through space. With his jacket tied around his waist. With his jacket tied behind his, around his waist. There you go. 
Uh, did you know this? The the first time it aired on on Toonami, it was the uh, Cartoon Network's second highest rated program ever. Wow! At the time, yeah. Uh, also, you got to hear uh, the uh, the wonderful soundtrack work from Ko Otani, the dude behind Shadow of the Colossus soundtrack, in a yeah. very different light. Because <laughs> you're not going to hear this kind of music in Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> no. But like it's it's real I like I I super super enjoy like his Gundam Wing work because like I think it a lot of the stuff he he makes for the series like fits it perfectly. Um, but yeah, that's that's Gundam Wing and the Swaltz. Ah, yeah, it sure was. <laughs> there you go. I finally got you to watch something Gundam related, and also you suffered through something Gundam related. <laughs> Sorry if you keep hearing sounds. Um, the microphone is being assaulted by Loki. That's fine. He he loves Gundam. He's like, why are you watching I, more Gundam? So that's the thing is that he's usually not the one that's involved with these podcasts. It's usually Maxwell, but Loki's like all up in it right now. He's it's true. He's real happy. What was I gonna say? I don't know. I'm really bothered that I can't remember it. Man. Oh, I was gonna say that we didn't even mention the fact that like hero dude like blew up a base and murdered a child and a dog oh yeah there's a bunch of like weird like backstory elements to this series or this movie yeah yeah that explains like what happened with them and all like all the Gundam pilots and everything before like the original series and all that yeah it's weird that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I remembered at least what I was gonna say yeah probably. and it was that Hey, you can't lay on the laptop. I'm using it. <laughs> Please. All right. Now now we're just going to start. We're going to get into reading uh, Gundam Wing Frozen Teardrop. It is the the sequel series to, to Endless Waltz. Oh, my God. It's a, bunch of, it's a bunch of novels together. We can learn about Duo and his kid. He's a kid? Somebody blanked him? Apparently. When he was 16? Well, this, is, this is like, uh, what does it say? This takes place decades after Endless Waltz. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> uh, you, you, you got this out of me. It's true. Surprisingly so. Merry Christmas. The true Christmas miracle. <laughs> I, guess, like, um, I guess the only thing I would I would ask you is like, because like you said, you you don't have any experience with like Gundam or anything. Like, was there anything out of this that surprised you, or you weren't expecting, or anything like that? Um, we touched on it already, but I, I'm actually really surprised how like great the dub was for mm -hmm. like the era that it came out in. Right. Um, that's like legitimately shocking, and it was good. Like, it was a really really good dub. Um, I was confused like a hundred percent of the time, so I'm not <laughs> sure if that really counts as like surprising um i was pretty stoked about that that like sweet scythe gundam like that was cool um <laughs> uh, like that's my giant takeaway and really um i mean i guess i should be used to it with like anime at this point and video games like the teenage boy as protagonist slash like savior savior of the world the chosen one yeah, yeah, this had a lot of chosen one syndrome, but um, he was so unlikable. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like he was just so angsty the whole time that I'm like, my dude, like just, just calm down. Like sinking yourself into the ocean and like sitting there for a minute and taking a nap and then realizing like, all right, well, I guess I got to go do my thing. Um, it was really annoying. Uh, the, the one thing that made me like legitimately like him again was the, the call in to the the secure base area. Like mm-hmm. that was, that was legit. But also for like the ending, it didn't really feel like a conclusion per se. I mean, like, we did blow up all our Gundams, but we also launched our Gundams into the sun last time. Uh, and, like, the main dude is either walking in Shibuya or walking in space, so, like, we don't really get any kind of, like, wrap-up. And I think the biggest surprise for me is that I had no idea they were love interests. <laughs> Zero. I didn't even know they knew each other. Like that. I mean, obviously, that's all stuff you would. If you were coming in this with knowledge of the original series, you would know that automatically. Right. But so. also, like he he just didn't seem to like care the whole time. That's like just he, how he is. <laughs> the Edge Lord. Yeah, pretty much. Like if Lincoln Park were out, he would have been a real big fan of Lincoln Park. I mean, why do you think I like this? I like the show and Lincoln Park at the same time. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can buy that. As a 10-year-old. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, this is the greatest that life gets right here. It's true. These are my heroes. I mean, to be fair, though, like when I was a kid, I was always a, I was a much bigger fan of Duo because he was the cool one and he had I, the cool Gundam. I mean, honestly, like if I were to pick a favorite out of the crew, it would be Duo. Hell yeah. Um, Because he had a sweet Gundam. He does. And he also just wasn't like freaking terrible. He wasn't like super edge lordy. Well, like he his character was like, I'm a I'm a demon thingy. But... Yeah. <laughs> Which like, when you're ten years old, he... that's pretty cool. Yeah, no kidding. But like he he was overall like relatively positive and like had some characterization to him and had that sweet Gundam and he was kind of like rallying around everybody like we can do this yeah. yay he's kind of like the comedy relief character of the group okay but like more than that as well but you mean MP Barbicane he is MP Barbicane yes you are 100% because... right when you immediately were like oh it's MP Barbicane because it's in the same archetype basically like yeah. they tinker they have the same hair like they they are goofy but at the same time have like Really tragic backstories. Like it, he's MP Barbicane, and MP's great. So like, Duo's great. Mm-hmm. If I were to pick a favorite out of the crew, I would pick him easily. Um, and I would tell Troa to get a haircut. <laughs> Never happening. Cut your hair, you dang hippie. Um, or clown. <laughs> I don't like clowns, so I was very against him already. That's fair. Also, like, none of them wear shirts. I mean, who needs a shirt? Like, at one point, I don't remember if it was him or if it was Hero. That I'm like, is he actually wearing a shirt in this oh, gun? it's Hero. Okay, and you're like, yeah, he's got a tank top on. I'm like, ah, ah. he might just be topless in this in this thing. And, like, 
I don't know if Gundams have sentience, but I would feel really weird if there were a 16-year-old boy topless inside of me. <laughs> Do they have sentience? No, not really. Well, Wing Zero kind of does because it can tell you the future. That's about it. Futures, you would yeah. you would really have hated the uh, the latest Gundam series, Iron Blood Orphans, because it was like everyone everyone in their Gundam was like shirtless. Why? Because like they would have to like get attached, like it would they would attach the suit into like their spine. Why? It's, it's, that's that's another conversation for another day. Some like Attack on Titan nonsense. <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's kind of wing endless waltz. That's our Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, nineties anime. Um, I I think that this is a thing that we should continue doing at certain points. Is just like Al has no idea what's happening. Let's get Al's take on this. Yeah. Um, because it was hilarious when it was Dragon Ball, and it was pretty funny this time too. Oh yeah. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Or or whatever Merry holiday. Merry non-denominational holiday. Yes, whatever holiday you celebrate, if it is already passed, then um, we wish you a, like. Good in. Uh, we hope that it was good, even yeah. though it's already been the, in the past. Um, if it is coming up in the future, we hope that it is good then. It's true. And also, um, you know, we'll we'll talk to you before the new year, but have a happy new year too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good stuff happening with holidays. There's a lot of bad stuff happening with holidays, but hopefully, uh, hearing me bless you, hearing me talk about freaking Gundam when I have negative ten percent idea of what I'm actually talking about, I hope it made it a little bit more delightful. Sure it did. Well, <laughs> uh, if you'd like more from us, go to seasonlinecheckup.com or scc.cool, where you can find past episodes of this podcast. And other podcasts like Seasonal Checkup and Seasonal Checkup, not not Seasonal Checkup over yet. This is the podcast you're listening to. Uh, Jared and I watch. <laughs> uh, you can find columns reviews on the site as well. There should be a new column up by the time you're listening to this. It's good. The official release. Um, you can check out uh, Al at andladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA. Next week, we uh we got to wrap up the year with some game of the year. I've solidified my top seven. There you go. Mm-hmm. Something to look forward to. I've solidified my top ten. I just have to come up with one more award so I can have seven and seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will we'll talk about that next week. Um, I guess programming note. For our you Patreon user or supporters, uh, usually you will get these episodes out like the early the early release of it on Tuesday. Uh, that's not going to happen next week because Christmas is Tuesday, and that's that would be the day we would record usually. So uh, it's probably going to be like a day late or something like that. So just a heads up. But for mm-hmm. everyone else, it'll be you know same Saturday as always. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, so look forward to that next week as we declare that uh, The Quiet Man is the greatest game of 2017, 2018, and 2017, and 2016, and 2015, and 2013, and 2012, and 2011, and 2010, and all the other years combined, and for into the future as well. Um, no. Well, all right. Tune in next week to see that hotly contested debate. <laughs>